Today's episode is brought to you by Pura. Pura is the world's number one fragrance diffuser. The Pura Smart Home Fragrance Diffuser allows you to customize your scent experience with premium designer-grade fragrances from the convenience of your smartphone. The Pura app lets you set custom schedules for your device from anywhere. You can alternate between scents, you could adjust the intensity, and you could set it to away when you're out of town, and you can also choose between different colors for your cool LED light that's on top of the Pura, which is quite the hot ticket in my house because my kids love to fight over what color the the light will be. I don't know if that's a good selling point that your kids will fight over it. Just don't tell them that they could choose. Just set it yourself and have fun with it. It's, this is your fun thing. Anyway, we have the Pura in our home and we love it. As you know, we have two kids in diapers, hopefully not for long, but you know, as of right now, two kids in diapers and the Pura keeps our house smelling good and it totally helps combat all of the other scents we have going on, you know, in the aren't house because it could be a smelly place without the Pura. They have a ton of scents to choose from. We chose to pretend like we are fancy and that our house is like a high-end trendy boutique and we chose the Capri Blue Volcano scent from, you know, the infamous volcano candle. And it smells just like the real thing. It really does. It smells so good and the smell is like so potent but not like overpowering and gross like, you know, diffuser scents can typically be. It smells so good. And we're also excited to try out some of their other scents. They have a rotating lineup throughout the year of seasonal scents and new scents that are featured on their site. Right now, they have a best-selling Hawaii-scented candle from the Homesick candle line that we're going to check out next. I put it on my subscription for next month. I will report back. I can't wait to smell it. Anyway, you should get a Pura. You'd love it. You would love it. It would make a perfect gift if you already have it. And your house is going to smell so good. And also, we have a code. Because of course we have a code. You could use our code WANNACHAT for 15% off of your purchase at Pura.com. Again, that's code WANNACHAT for 15% off of your purchase. Your house is going to smell so good. You're going to be so happy. You're going to feel so fancy. And again, you're going to have like a cool LED light situation going on in your house. And maybe your kids will not act like animals about it like mine do. Anyway, now on with the show. Hello, everyone. If I was smart, I would have come up with like a... um lady whistle down introduction like this podcaster has a i was about to do the accent but i can't do accents can you do accents taylor it probably offensively can you do a lady whistle down accent to introduce today's oh episode gosh. of the I just I do, podcast can i do julie andrews um hello dear readers <laughs> no i can't no i can't i think it was definitely better than my attempt anyway hello everybody we are here today with taylor tucker i call her the mvp of the podcast and i feel like that's not even enough anymore at this point i would call you the mvp because i truly forced you into this um bridgerton conversation because i wanted a platform to talk about it no i'm so (laughs) grateful that that text came in because i like okay i feel like i keep half introducing today's show and then i keep getting distracted Taylor Tucker is here today. We are very excited. She is a friend of the podcast. We are going to talk about a few different pop culture topics first. And then at the end, we have to talk about Bridgerton. It's time. Yes. It has consumed Taylor and I's week for the last week. It has truly consumed my week. And I just, (laughs) if you haven't watched it, I need you to pause this podcast and please please for the love please just of go all take eight and a half hours <laughs> please go watch it 
please go watch it. I'm forcing Mary to throw out her podcast. And I said, please, can I t- come on your podcast and talk about Bridgerton? Yes. <laughs> because it's so, guys, it's so good. And it's I, so good. I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later, but I wasn't loving it until the last couple episodes, just because I felt like what I loved about the first season was missing. And I'm not talking about the sex and I'm not talking about the Duke or his butt. I'm just talking about like the, the romance and like the flirting and all that and stuff it was a little too angsty until like episode five um but we'll get into it yeah but we have other things to talk about because yesterday when taylor was like hey can we talk about bridgerton on the podcast i was like great idea nothing big has happened in pop culture it's not like a kardashian got married or something and And then then and then chris jenner heard our heard our our cries and I, um, I mean, there's not even really that much to talk about with their wedding. Like, I mean, we haven't seen a single photo, but Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker got married on Sunday night after the Grammys in Las Vegas, 20 minutes away from me. They did not invite me or I'm wondering like who was there because it was at 1.30 a.m. when they got married. Do you think, like, how do you think it came about? Do you think this was premeditated? Do you think it was, oh, let's just go do it? A well, Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner situation? Here's, here's the thing I about Vegas weddings weird. that people don't understand and they don't put in the movies ever. So I have now been a part of two, like, Vegas quickie chapel weddings. Mm-hmm. Like, my sister and my brother both got married in a Vegas quickie chapel. You have to go get a marriage license still. Like... There's no such thing as like the impulsive like Vegas wedding and stuff like you still have to go to the city hall and get your marriage license and everything. You have to take the marriage license. You have to bring it to the chapel. Can you get it the day of? Yeah, you can get it the day of. That's why. Okay. And I think Vegas or Nevada is like one of the only places where you can mm-hmm. do it day off. So that does help with like the impulsiveness or whatever. But um, but you still have to go down to to the downtown mm-hmm. thing and they have it's just a marriage office like and it's like a walk-up thing but there are like multiple steps and i don't think that they're open at 1 30 i think that they definitely have like normal business hours so mm-hmm. them just getting married at 1 30 had to be way pre- premeditated well have you heard the rumors that they've been married i have not dumois has posted a few times that in california there's something, I forgot what it was specifically called, but there is something where it can basically, your marriage license can be a secret for a while um, and that it won't go public and like your names won't go public if you register for a marriage license. Um, I can't remember the exact rules, like a year or something, yeah. but it can be secret in California. Um, and so somebody had posted that Courtney and Travis have already done that and they already got married. Um, but then there was also rumors that it was actually Kendall. So it was a little like in the mud. Kendall um, does not those seem are... like the type to like want to get married anytime soon. Like, no, and I know that like, she's been with her guy for yeah. forever, but I feel like whenever, if they ever break up, I'll see that headline and I'll go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like, yeah. So Dumois had posted those. Um, and which seems if you can keep it a secret in California, like why wouldn't they, mm-hmm. um, that makes sense to me. So is this Vegas wedding just kind of a, oh, it's funny to do, but they've been married or was it real? 
I don't know. Cause I know that you can't do like the vow, the vow renewals and stuff in those Vegas chapels, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Just well, the what Vegas chapel all. is going to turn over turn away Courtney Kardashian mm-hmm. and like like if they go up to the door and they're like we want to do this they'd be like okay yeah you know like no one's no one's turning away Courtney and Travis well and I think so all these chapels too they have like multiple rooms and stuff like where you could get married right. in like we my brother got married in the same one that Britney Spears got married in nice. and that was classy and they like they won it on the radio like it was like this whole like cute thing but mm-hmm there were like seven different chapels running at the same time. So, right. They would have no problem getting a 130 marriage. Anyway, congratulations to the happy couple. I will say that I predicted this back in the day. I said, if they are to actually see this through and get married, I don't think that Courtney needs like the big old wedding anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they say, they seem so much like the real deal where I'm like, they're both older. This is like their Courtney's never been married, right? She's no, she's never been married. Never been married. I, I can't just, even think, I don't think her and Scott have ever been engaged, honestly. Oh, I'm yeah? like trying to think back, but I, I really don't think they ever got engaged. And she was never engaged no. to Giannis? How do you say his name? No, no, I don't think she was engaged to Giannis. No. And was Travis mm-hmm. only married to Shauna? I don't know that much about Travis's married? background. Um, I think that was his only. So unless it was like super early in his, you know, adulthood, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that he, because he has kids with two people, I think. Oh. Travis Barker marriages. Let's see. Yeah, he was married to Melissa Kennedy for less than a year. Whoa, this is not who I would have um, pictured. (laughs) All right. I mean, beautiful woman, but just not... uh, not what I would have pictured. Oh wow, as. I'm looking up. I'm looking at pictures too. And wow, yeah, no, yeah. Um, and she's like an MBA speaker, like woman in business. Okay. I mean, great honor. I I'm glad that they had fun. But oh my but, gosh, it's so weird to see him with hair. Like mm-hmm. pictures of him with hair. <laughs> I know. I uh, I just started following That's like so a Blink funny. 182 uh, TikTok account. Which mm-hmm. I don't know if I should be like advertising that or not. But um, they keep posting old clips. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I forgot that he once looked like that. And like the amount of tattoos that he has gotten probably in the last 10 years is like insane to me. Because like I see somebody with tons mm-hmm. of tattoos and then I think probably got those back in the day. But no, it right. seems like the majority of the tattoos have happened. At least like the things that have to do with his face. At least the face, head. Are, yeah. Yeah. Neck. Recent. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations to the happy couple. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, did you see my uh, quick post that Ryan Seacrest's girlfriend is 23 years old? Yes. And I believe I knew that. Um, I believe that I, because when I saw it, I was like, in my head, I said, oh yeah, I I knew that. I knew she was young. I had no idea. And they're not trying to like hide it or anything either. Like I found out about it because there was an article that she was on the, um, or she wasn't on it, but he was talking about her on the Kelly and Ryan show in the morning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like their age age gap and everything i'm like oh he's really owning it i i have more questions and answers but that was just you know something yeah he confuses me as a person i feel like we no one knows the true right there's more to the story i feel 
I always feel like there's a persona there that he doesn't want anyone to see past. Like there's a celebrity yeah. persona there that he's like, yep, I'm Ryan Seacrest. Even, even though he has a talk show and I'm sure he's genuine. I don't know. To me, he's, he, it just, he seems like a personality yeah. that I'm like, I don't know you. And I've, I don't think I've ever, ever really cared to. Yeah. That's deep the thing. Dive on like, Ryan how much do you care? I, um, yeah. I feel like he fits into like two weird categories for me. Number one, I think he's probably the hardest working man in Hollywood. He made a video like a TikTok about his, just his schedule for the day. And it was just insane. And it was like every minute scheduled out. It was like 5.05 a.m. Make your coffee. 5.07 a.m. You got to be doing this by that time. And it's like, uh, that stresses me out. Him and The Rock. Well, may- I don't think that The Rock is as busy anymore. But like two years ago, pre-COVID, um, him and The Rock would have been tied for hardest working men in Hollywood in my book. But the second thing he fits the bill for a lot of balls for, in the air. Yes. A lot of balls in the air. Is there's some celebrities where, I mean, once you reach a certain level, like we're talking Taylor Swift, Kim Kardashian, etc. It would be really hard to live a public life without being followed and stuff. But a lot of times, like these celebrities that are a grade below them talk about like how hard it is and they can't go anywhere without being seen. And the celebrity life is so hard. But then I look at people like Ryan Seacrest and I'm like, probably one of the most famous men in America. We'll get to that in a second. Probably one of the most famous men in America isn't getting followed by the paparazzi. Adele no for a really long time. No one's chasing Ryan Seacrest out of like a CVS. Yeah. Like Adele for a really long time. Nobody was following her or anything until she like moved to LA and like got in like the celebrity scene. Like they were just but a couple examples for me of like proof that you can have a very successful career and have privacy. You have to m- manipulate things in a certain way, but also it is possible. Mm-hmm. But now Adele has blown my theory because now she's everywhere. And uh, right. when you're courtside at Laker games, you want to be seen probably. And don't then know you want to be chased out of a CVS. Yes. I don't know a lot about celebrity or uh, the Lakers, but those two things say if you're a courtside at the Lakers game, you want to be seen there. You don't go just to enjoy basketball. Let's just say that. Yeah, like there's got to be a better way to watch a game, you know? Yeah. Like even if you feel like you got to be there in person, you could figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I hinted at this conversation. There weren't that many pop culture topics. I feel like everybody was in the Will Smith hangover over the last week where we were all still talking about that. The Grammys happened. Nothing too exciting to report there at the Grammys my predictions were wrong that's great for me I'm glad that I didn't um open up the contest to everyone because I would have lost um but I opened up this question yesterday on my Instagram story and I was wondering who excluding politicians and athletes are the five most famous people in America Excluding excluding athletes is super hard, I think. Um, that's what made it really difficult and what I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is a tough question um, because you would have your Tiger Woods, your Tom Brady's, your, just like your Michael Jordan's, your, you know, Kobe's. The only one that I think would even touch it would be LeBron James. And LeBron, yeah. 
Um, Maybe Tom Brady. But it also depends on, I don't know. It also depends on their age range. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like the five most famous Um, people in America. Because some of the responses I was getting, bless everyone's heart, was like, Tom Holland, DJ Hadid. And I'm like, no, that is so, I'm so glad that you have those people. Doesn't even touch it. No, absolutely not. I don't think, I wouldn't even put them in the top like 15. I don't think there's even a single Marvel person except for maybe Scarlett Johansson that could maybe be in the conversation, but still like a 60 year old probably doesn't, couldn't pick Scarlett Johansson out of lineup. No, I think Chris Pratt does appeal to a different audience. Yeah, but I, I not would in the never top five. Put Chris Pratt and never, no, 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 um, because they have to, they have to extend past their movies, mm-hmm. their the roles that they've done. They have to be like a person. Um, I would say my number one is Oprah. Yes, I think without a doubt, Oprah. Yes, I th- I think that there were um, two locks or just Oprah and Beyonce. And I would say I would put Kim Kardashian in there. Yeah, I think Kim, those are Kim, my... Kim is in the top five. Yes, and I think I think like number four is like the hardest. I would put. I want to put Taylor Swift in there, but I do think that she could come in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, just like when she's when she's on, like when she yeah. has new albums out and stuff like that, and then when she's not, she kind of fades. Mm-hmm. Um. So that number, like, five slot, so many people, I think, could go in and out. Would you um, put The Rock in? Okay, so that's what I was thinking, because I was really trying to think of males. Mm-hmm. It was really hard for me to think of males. And The Rock is the only actor that I could really think of. Of course, like, right now, I would put in Will Smith. Um, but I think they're, they're interchangeable. Like, again, like you said earlier, two years ago, The mm-hmm. Rock most fit i mean the most famous he's the most famous like most followed guy on instagram like a couple years ago i would even think about putting kevin hart in there like kevin hart and the rock as Mm. like a duo Mm. yeah i I would put the i would put the rock before kevin but um i see like i see that um so i could yeah it's really hard i think that there's a spot in there for will smith or the rock yeah and i would maybe put because I'm thinking of every scenario. Like, I'm thinking of, like, walking into a, a retirement home, showing uh, 15 pictures and say, yes. tell me who these people are and who are the five people that people are going to pick. And I do believe Will Smith would probably be picked. Yeah. I think Beyonce I would agree. be picked. I think Kim Kardashian yes. would be picked. Oprah would definitely be, be picked mm-hmm. out of that lineup. I don't know. And then, like, in the same thing, walk into an elementary school list out the five people my and babysitter the other night people could be pay- picked my babysitter the other night did not know who john mayer was and it threw me for a okay, loop and well, i mean Mary. it makes sense that she doesn't know but it was just one of those times where i'm like for so many years i've thought of him as a everybody would know who this is i mean come on he sings that song say like i was trying to describe to her yeah. like who he was i was like you know his songs don't Waiting interrupt the- her she doesn't need to know who john mayer is okay let her live her good little life without being corrupted by John Mayer. Okay. But I like, it was just so shocking to me. I'm like, come on, waiting on the world to change. Your body is a wonderland. You've heard these songs. And she's like, 
I don't think so, Mary. I don't think I have. And then I like, I showed her That's a picture. I'm like, hilarious. I'm like this man. And she's like, no, that I look, I love that story more than anything. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> but so her. like, if I show the same 15 pictures of people are, the, do the elementary school kids know who Oprah is? I think they probably, I mean, I mean, ele- me as an elementary school, kid yes because mm. she was on um but they i probably... think we could get there i think we could get there does yeah. ellen belong on the list who ellen. ellen i know we don't like her anymore i don't i don't want to put her on the list for moral reasons but yeah. my friend grace <laughs> had a good point she marco polled me and she said mary like if you're thinking about like the broad america you mm-hmm. need at least like one Good Morning America or Today Show person on there. I was thinking like a Hoda copy. Again, I don't know if the teen, like a, yeah. a really young Gen Zer or like someone who isn't even a Gen Zer yet um, would know who Matt Lauer is. Hoda mm-hmm. copy. Um, you like know, I think if Savannah there were Guthrie's. less of them. Yeah. But there's a Michael so many- Strahan is a very yeah. um, prominent figure at this point in time right now. Mm-hmm. But He's like everything. Ryan Seacrest would go over any of them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk about like news adjacent someone, then I think Ryan Seacrest would go farther. Mm-hmm. I think that I mean maybe this is a stupid sentence, but I think that the list gets really easier if you like extend it to ten because then you could start just like picking mm-hmm. from categories and stuff. Because also like there's country music stars that we're not even thinking of and like. The whole there's a whole belt of people where like those will be like the most famous. But like, that's when you them. get into different categories of people, different yeah. ages. Di- like if you're talking about like strictly, I don't think if we're not naming country and music stars. I mean, yeah, Garth Brooks would be put in that. Like a Tim McGraw would. But be see, put like in that. I don't think if you sent me two pictures of people, one of them Garth Brooks and one other fifty year old white guy that, <laughs> with a cowboy like, hat on. Like I was about to say that is bold, bald. I don't even know if he's bald. I don't think I'd be able to pick out which one is Garth Brooks. Yeah, that's fair. But you, I mean, at least you like know his name and Mm -hmm. you could probably, if you heard like, I have friends in low places, like you're going to be like, yeah, I I know what the song is. Yes. But I don't know. And then also, do we add billionaires? Right. Are you going to add an Elon Musk? Like he's, yeah. he's an American. Because and... out of the three, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Mark Zuckerberg. I think we could take Jeff Be- Bezos out of the equation. Or, and also Bill Gates. Right. Bill Gates is probably the most famous out of all of them because he's just been around. But longer. are you talking about celebrity or? Are you I'm talking, talking about recognizability. Like who are the most well-known people in America? Barring politicians and sports Oof. sportsmen, then I would say you have to put like Elon Musk in. See, I think Bill Gates over Elon probably. I think again, it's different who you are talking to. I think a Gen Zer would know what Elon Musk's face looks like mm-hmm. than what Bill Gates's faces looks like. Like I'm thinking even of like my in laws. Like I don't think that they'd be able to pick Elon Musk out of a lineup. Like they've heard his name. Oh, interesting. Like they know Tesla. Mm-hmm. Like if you were like, who's Elon Musk? And they'd be like, Tesla yeah, guy. Tesla guy. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I think that's an age thing. I I wish that there was a good way to pull this because 
Let me just like scroll through some of the answers I got yesterday because it was. But if we're going to add a billionaire, then yeah, I think um, one of those three should be in the top. Yeah, because I I got some Rihanna, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Martha Stewart. That was a nice that was a nice message, but I'm going to say no to those. Um, Let's see here. Good shot, but no. Yeah, you did a great job. Thank you for helping me out. See, somebody wrote Angelina Jolie. I don't think so anymore. Do not think so anymore. No. Brad Pitt, name recognizability, maybe. Morgan Freeman, that was a okay one, but still not in the top five. I think Brad Pitt's a really good one. And I mm-hmm. also thought about like George Clooney, if it, this was like the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Or like George Leonardo Clooney DiCaprio. Was, yes, I think those are, oh, I didn't even think of Leo. That's a, that is a good one. That is a good one. But more than if we're going to put billionaires in there, I don't think it's more than billionaires. And that's, that also brings hard. us back to our elementary hard. school exactly. question. They don't know who Leo is. No. They've seen a gif no. of him They're like, for who's sure. this old guy? They've who's seen, this old guy with 20-year-olds? They've seen a gif <laughs> of him, but they do not know him. They have yet to look so at true. him through a... Um, a fishbowl in Romeo and Juliet. They haven't gotten there yet. Oh gosh. They will get there. I know with that with that sentence now I'm like, okay, now I need to go rewatch Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Especially this is a good transition, a good segue into just our Bridgerton conversation. Mm -hmm. Because there was a scene, I think it was when they were in the library. Yes. Where I was like where okay. they're talking through the statue, basically. Yes, yeah, I'm like, I thought about it this, immediately. This is immediately. Romeo and Juliet yes. through the fishbowl. Fish I loved it. I loved it all. Okay, let us begin. I think, I think the biggest question is just overall right now, and I'm going to say this is a spoiler. Like, if you haven't watched oh, yeah, season spoilers two, abound. I'm not, I'm not, like, hiding anything. Yeah. Like, this is going to be a spoiler podcast. So, again pause and get your little booty to a tv and freaking watch and sit there for eight hours and watch it all you won't regret it okay so do you like season two as much and or more or less than season one less you like it less than season one i think season (sighs) one i was just so because it had all of the makings of my favorite types of romances i love a little bit of will they, won't they in the beginning and then let me live in the relationship for a little bit. Their full relationship, like them being married. Like you really got to- Like let me enjoy the fruits of agonizing over these people for a couple episodes or for a couple chapters, you know? When, but like when the whole book or the whole thing is just like them, will they, won't they and stuff. It's why like my, um, like I love the magic of the first to all the boys I've loved before movie oh, so good oh, but you so don't good. get the gratification of them getting together until the end so that's why if i'm looking for a comfort movie i will reach mm. for like the the second one kind of where like they are together and they're like uh-huh. we get to live in that relationship for a little bit so i think that that's why i put season one over season two because i did not really enjoy the season of bridgerton until it was like episode five because it just kept seeming like a story that could be told and not as many episodes where I'm like, okay, they're just circling the drain. They have a conversation. They're almost getting there. They're almost kissing. And then, mm. uh, no, they won't do it. Mm. So I whole, I respect you, but I wholeheartedly disagree. 
It just depends like on season, what kind of romance you like. Do you I like, like the yearning? I like season two so, so much more. And I, one of my main reasons is in season one, I never understood why the Duke loved Daphne. I never understood it. I didn't mm-hmm. think that those characters had much chemistry. I loved the romance of it. I loved the Duke so much, but I was like, I don't understand why the Duke would love her. And everyone told me in the books that she was like feistier, she was better, blah, blah. But I don't care. I didn't read the books. So like all I have is season one and all I have is this show that I'm watching. And I'm like, why would this hot piece of crap, the Duke, like this girl? I didn't understand. Again, I loved season one. I loved it a lot. But watching season two and especially rewatching, I... I was afraid of was season two that I was going to miss, miss the Duke mm-hmm. that I was just going to miss him so much. And that I was just going to be ticked. I only missed him time. when Daphne was around. Cause I'm like, I know like she shouldn't have to not be on the show because that, because the Duke didn't want to be on the show. Right. I understand that right. like, she shouldn't get written off because of him, mm-hmm. but just every time I'm like, they have to give me something more. They have to give me a better excuse for his absence. Mm. Especially, Especially at the towards end. the end. Mm-hmm. The end, if you're going to give me like more Duke and, or if you're going to give me more Daphne and baby, I would have liked to at least seen a cameo of the mm-hmm. Duke. But honestly. They should have written him a check for a million dollars. There's no reason why he shouldn't a have. A million dollars. But yes, also, on the other hand, he should have done it for zero. I agree. I don't understand if he, I, I don't think he should have or wanted to take a smaller role in the, season but he didn't even have to take a role quote unquote all he had to do was do a cameo yeah and you know what i mean he didn't need to be like anthony's sounding board or like the guy that gives him advice like he didn't even have to do a full scene he just Mm -hmm. needed to be there with the rest of the family it is the textbook definition of mutually beneficial bridgerton needed him just as much as he needed bridgerton because yes but what like but what really else has he been in they had all the bond conversations and all the stuff there's nothing right. in the world that would have been more important than him going there for a day going on set for a day showing his face at the wedding or showing his face at the last cricket game or something daphne's mm-hmm. pregnant again and he's holding the baby or something like give me because i would have really liked to see so the very one of at the very last scene i would and like you see daphne is so happy for her brother that he found true love and all of this stuff and she like looks at them admiringly i would have loved the duke to be standing next to her of like love match looking at a love match yeah. and like being so happy for each other i think that would have been really great but honestly by the end, I did not care. Yeah, did not I did care. not care that the Duke wasn't there. I did not need him. I at the end, I did. You not were fulfilled. Want him. Anthony fulfilled every if you know going from his lines, the object of all my desires. Oh my gosh, he was what? perfect, perfect. And I even told I texted our group chat by i was on like episode two and i was like wow anthony's are real a-hole guys mm-hmm. like i don't know how i'm gonna like this because i don't like how he was acting in the beginning um and then <laughs> did my heart change and i by the end i loved him so much i now find myself going back and watching scenes just with him in them 
Like not just like mm-hmm. the love scenes where they're like flirting and stuff like that, but like just scenes that have Antony in them. The- and I think that's a real testament to Jonathan Bailey and like his acting. It's so good. It's so good. And I love him so much. That little like dance scene gave me the same energy as this is another Leo reference as in Titanic when Leo grabs um Cora. I could still remember the whole line like is dancing with a little like third grader uh-huh. girl or whatever and goes, you're still my best girl, Cora. That was that might have been my Hold sexual on. awakening, which might sound mm. Sound weird because that was also like a seven year old, and I was a seven year old no, when I watched it. But that was, I, I think, completely. one of the first times where I was like, Oh my gosh, men. Yes. Um, when he danced with his like little sister, with Hyacinth. He, uh-huh. yeah, I've when he I've like told that. her to come down and like, Please do me the honor of dancing with me. I think it was his best scene, like being the man he's like supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I loved season two. I loved the tension. I mean, of course I wanted them together. That's why I like kind of was annoyed at Edwina because she was just in the way, mm-hmm. even though she got the betrayal that Edwina has to yeah. go through is unreal. And but- I do, if I'm allowed to give a couple more critiques of this season, they just let the betrayal go on just a little too long. There was just a little like, too much. It like, would have stopped at like engagement, not gotten to the altar. Yeah, marriage. like the altar was just like a little dramatic because um, mm. they would not have um, like, I mean, I know that the queen blessed it all and everything and stuff, but this seemed like such a weird thing that they would never be able to get back from. And also just like, I felt like I was dealing with two harsh emotions while watching it. I was so frustrated that they hadn't kissed yet. And I was so frustrated that yeah. they haven't just uh-huh. gotten over the hurdle. And at the same time, I'm like, like so frustrated about that. And then also just so frustrated that there's, st- cause obviously the truth was going to come out. So it was like battling two different frustrations at the same time where I wish yeah. one of the frustrations would have ended a little bit sooner, an episode sooner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, that's where I loved it so much is I love how much emotion that, it like led up to like I loved the amount of episodes because the tension mm-hmm. that was building and the frustration that was building um sometimes in shows once the couple gets together it kind of dies I don't know I felt that way in New Girl um like once they got together like Zoe Deschanel's character um I'm forgetting her character's name in New Girl um and yes. Nick got yes. together yeah, Jess and Nick like finally got together in like season, I don't know, three or something. Mm-hmm. I felt like it kind of was like over. It was like, okay, so what do we do now? Yeah. And I love the tension and the frustration. And yes, I hate when people are being stupid. And if they could just communicate properly, none of this would have happened. Did you ever watch new or um, normal people? I didn't watch normal people, no. Okay. If, if you were able to stomach the season of Bridgerton with the will they, won't they, whatever you would love normal people. I think that you definitely need to watch that next, no matter what you do, like drop anything else that you're going to watch and watch that. But it's like the same thing in that show where it's like all of your problems could be solved. If you just talked, if you just like communicated, but on the same hand too. Yeah. Like you don't want to get them together too soon. That was the downfall of, um, of girls, which is like one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm -hmm. Did you ever watch girls? Yeah. When like 
they got um Hannah and Adam together in season three, mm-hmm. and then they were together all of season three. So it's like season four, obviously they have to break up, but then it just didn't go well. Anyway. Yeah. And so I I don't know. I felt of course I would have wanted to see them like I wish I could we could see their wedding I wish we could see their honeymoon like we did with Daphne and the Duke but the chemistry that those two actors have um, Simone Ashley and Jonathan Bailey have together I think is a million times what Daphne and the Duke had 100% like on screen like their chemistry is a bomb they seemed like a match that's what made it and they're both just like I mean, I could stare at Simone Ashley all day long. Like she's perfection. One I mean, of the most beautiful looks better people. with a side braid and like in a nightgown. One of the like, most... no one, no one's look looks better. And I, like, I just want her to be a movie star so bad. Mm-hmm. I I want her around for forever. And yes. like they're just both like dripping with charisma. So like I and I felt like she was yes. always an equal match to him. Like always, like exactly. Meet him. That's how I felt. That's why I I found them like the flirting the love story between them I found it honest and like oh I believe this Mm -hmm. which like was really hard for me in season one because I really didn't think Daphne had the personality to match the Duke yeah although I still loved it but like and then just the romance between Kate and Anthony for me okay again I was a very big skeptic of Am I going to like this? Because I had heard there was less sexy time in season two. It's time to talk about that. It's time to talk about it. But you know what? Didn't miss it. Okay. Season one, there's just a lot of butts. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of thrusting. Okay. Which like is hot. I think season two, like the scenes that we do get are. Are the female gays. And like, like, I feel like the sex appeal that that one scene has versus every scene okay so i of course i of course went back and rewatched season one or like i'm i'm Uh going through it right now just as like a fun watch yes um just because i want to hang out in this world for a little bit longer Mm -hmm. and i just watched the scene where the duke and um and daphne are promenading and she's like well, what is like she doesn't know what sex is. Yes. And he, he like explains to, to her about like touching yourself. Sorry, everybody. This is explicit, whatever. If you're into this conversation, if you're watching Brid- also tell. Yeah. If you're watching <laughs> Bridgerton, you're fine with me saying that. Um yes. anyway, that scene right there, I was like, this is something. Mm-hmm. More so than any of like the actual like sex or whatever. But then yes. in this season. It was, yeah, it was explicit. I think like I, a forbidden like love scene. Oh, wow. And it's I just, I was more. not, I was not expecting it then. I figured that we, we would see a wedding and then we uh-huh. would see like their honeymoon and stuff. I did not expect it to happen before marriage and I didn't expect it to happen in the gazebo. I didn't, and like out in the open. They're really, like, they're really doing things out in the open here. I yes. mean, when they made out for the first time, they're just like, in the chapel mm-hmm. like anyone could walk in there wasn't even doors it was just a sheer panel of fabric it was very it was odd like, you're not hiding here and then in the gazebo it was like uh you clearly both found each other mm-hmm. at the gazebo so somebody could find you here yeah it was very I, strange 
And with the lack of sex, I will say it makes me feel very, very good about where the show is going to go. The fact Mm -hmm. that they have writers and stuff that are showing enough restraint, because obviously season one of Bridgerton, what was everybody talking about? Was the horniness of it all. Like the the horniness of it all. How much butt we were saying. Yeah, like it was so sexy. It was like mommy porn or whatever. Like it was the 50 Shades Mm -hmm. of Grey of this era or whatever. Um, And the fact that they were probably tempted to give the people what they want and just do throw in a bunch of sex like here and there and get us in the first episode or whatever, but they showed that what I wanted. Yeah. Which is what I wanted. But then, but they knew it didn't serve the story. By episode eight, I was like, didn't need it. Didn't need it. And so it makes me feel very, very, very confident about them being able to stretch this out. Cause I also, I did have to realize early on, like Mary, obviously this isn't going to be the same story as season one. You don't want the same story as season one again and again. Right. Um, but I don't know. So it, it makes me feel very good about another. Did you know, episode. but did you know that the books is actually a very similar storyline to Daphne and the Duke where uh, Anthony and Kate get caught in a compromising position. Yes, and I heard he that today. To, and that's how they get engaged. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, I'm I'm so glad that they changed it. So it mm-hmm. was basically not the same storyline of like we were caught, we have to be well, engaged. Well, and so I was listening to the um like the Ringer Prestige podcast about it this morning where they like went over season or like episodes five through eight or something. I didn't listen to their first hour because mm-hmm. those were the episodes I didn't care about. But the their recap of the later episodes. They were talking about why Antony proposed and that he proposed because he had sex with her. Out of guilt and obligation. But I Mm -hmm. didn't get that vibe. Like, there were so many things that they talked about. I'm like, was I watching the same show? I got that vibe. Oh, I got that vibe. And I remember when Kate said it, when Kate was like, you're just doing this because of what happened. I was like, no, come on. Like, can't you just see he loves you? I I do think, like, underlie, he was okay doing it because he did love her mm-hmm. but on the surface he was like crap um and- we did this and i think we need to do it out of obligation and that was like a very big surface level that she could see i i know had he said to- but i actually do love you like i love you and we should get married maybe she could have taken it a different way yeah I, I'll have to like go back and watch that part. And that was one character mm-hmm. thing that didn't really make sense to me because now that I'm going back and watching season one, there are a couple weird like plot hole things where I'm like, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> not not even that I want to dig for plot holes. I are plot holes. I um I like to ignore plot holes. Like I don't they don't serve me. Like all I want to do when I watch anything is just have fun. So finding like inaccuracies and stuff, but yeah. Really, like, him sleeping around with the opera singer and stuff in mm-hmm. season one. I'm like, this just isn't matching, like, the man of honor in season two. And Right. He did a, I think they had to do a big character flip to make mm-hmm. him the leading man of how much we love the Duke. They had to turn him into that. Yeah. They had to turn him into a, a man that, like, all of us would pine after. And boy, did they do it. Speaking <laughs> of leading men. I am praying to all that is holy that we do not 
have to purely focus on Benedict next season. Benedict and both okay, seasons. I was going to ask been- you how you feel about Benedict. Every single time we spend any time with just him on, in like only focused on him in both seasons, I've been, why? Why are we doing this? And he seems so much older than Anthony, which is weird because obviously like Anthony, he's like the one that starts with the letter A. He's the oldest, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, I'm not that excited to spend I like season. An- mm-hmm. I like I like Benedict as the um humor. He like brings some humor in. I mean he was high this whole yeah. season. Um so I don't I don't know how they're gonna turn him into a leading man, but we didn't want Anthony as a leading man either. Yeah, so maybe I think they'll it might just be like how, how anxious I am just for an LOE season, but like I kind of wish that they'll just mm-hmm. flip them. I don't know, but because like this thing with Eloise and Theo, uh-huh. spoiler alert. Can I say spoiler? Yeah. For book here, hearsay that I've heard. It seems yes. like, like mm-hmm. Eloise and Theo, like they get together. Like that's like ultimately what happens. So I just want to fast forward to that because that'd be fun. But also I feel like she's maybe a little too young for like the steaminess and stuff. I, f- I think I'd feel a little uncomfortable if I saw Eloise in steamy positions yet. Yeah, even though the real actress is like 34. Eloise? Uh, yes. No. Eloise is in her 30s. So no. is Penelope. So is Penelope. No. So. Okay, what's, yes. what's Eloise? Sorry to burst. Sorry to burst that bubble. Um, I actually saw that on TikTok today. Um, it was like the real ages of the actors and who they're playing. Um. And it was very enlightening. Okay, when she's <laughs> not in her Eloise garb, she does look... It's amazing how their hair makes them look so young. So what? Okay, Eloise um, Bridgerton. But, like, Penelope is, like, 34. Okay, so she Eloise is supposed to be 17. Because, see, I thought that Eloise in the first season was supposed to be, like, 14. Yeah, but I mean, but it makes sense if she's now of marrying age that she would be at least 18. She's 32. That's what I'm telling you. It's shocking. It is shocking how young or sorry, I... how old these actors are. Yes. Bangs, You're saying that you already saw TikTok doing about wonders. this? I'm like, I can't do a TikTok about yes. this. Yes. Yeah. And Penelope is 34. 34. I don't know what to say. That, the boys aren't that much um, older than what they're actually playing. I think Colin is in real life like 25 and he's only playing like a 22 year old. Um, Jonathan Bailey is, I think, young 30s and he's supposed to be 30 in the show. Um, and same with like Benedict. He's like 32 or something and he's only supposed to be 28 ish. But truly have never been this shocked. But I know. But like Eloise, I, I know because I thought she looked really. I mean, she looks 14. And even just in the show, I thought she was supposed to be, yeah, like 14 in the first season and maybe like 15, 16 the season. Like she's coming into the season. It's time for her to date and get married. Yeah, I think I I think that like 18 is like supposed to be of courting age and marriage. Yeah. I don't know what to say. (laughs) I know. Mind blown, right? Truly. And how old is Colin then? 
Um, so Colin, I saw that like on the show, he's supposed to be like 22 and the real actor is like 24. 25. Okay. Yeah. Cause he doesn't seem that old, but Benedict seems yeah. like mid thirties. Like Benedict seems old. Yeah. I think, I think Benedict and, um, Jonathan Bailey are somewhat the same age and they're like early thirties. Yeah. Huh. And they're playing 30 and 30, like 28. Actually shocked. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Okay. So I heard this on the podcast that I mentioned earlier, the prestige TV podcast. And it's a question that's been plaguing my mind and I need your thoughts. Okay. Who was the most betrayed on this season of Bridgerton? So the, the contenders are Edwina betrayed by her sister and Antony by the whole side romance thing they're in in love with each other and they were by by the whole you know plot of the season eloise was she betrayed by um by penelope penelope Mm -hmm. um colin they threw colin in there like his like how he was misled in his ruby investment thing um or benedict who was betrayed by the tuition money thing which okay that, like it's not okay. even in the no. conversation that's just like oh i figured out i'm a rich boy whatever yeah. like no get out of here get yeah. out like but i understand why benedict would be like oh dang i didn't get in just because i'm really good oh well like you don't get it like you don't get into harvard and find out oh it's because my daddy paid my way you just think like great i'm gonna get a good, really good education let's just like go through with it <laughs> you know like you don't quit i and I people that dumb. like wouldn't realize that they never mind i was about to go on a tangent it's like it's like um dr dre's daughter getting into usc when dr dre has a full building built um after him at usc like she's not gonna be like oh well i'm probably going in because you know Dr. Dre is my dad, so I'm not going to go there. Like, no, yeah. she's still going there. You need to- <laughs> she's still celebrated getting in, and she's still going there, and good for her. I know. I know somebody who's um, related to, like, one of the 70, uh, and she, like, posted her. I mean, I'm very excited for her, and this is a very fun so she got into BYU. Family. She got into BYU. Couldn't <laughs> believe it. And I'm like, really? Like, really? Like, your grandpa speaks to the whole church often. Like, I don't think he's in the, I think your he's in the, um, like, the bishopric so... of the church. Like, hilarious. Like, the, like, I, he speaks like once a year. Non Mormon people just means her. Yeah. Sorry. Grandpa's he's... super high up in Mormonism, and she got into a Mormon school. Yeah, and she's like, I couldn't believe it. Gonna be doing this. I'm like, well, you do share the same last name as this man. Um, so no, um, can get away from here. Yeah, he's not even in. So the basically, combo. it's um, Eloise I, or Edwina. Colin, yeah, Colin. Um, he figured it out, so he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he was smart enough. I do understand the Eloise of it all. That's really hard, but I do understand why Penelope did it. Yeah. I think it's still really sucky and it would be hard to be close to her again. Um, it'd be really hard to like forgive her and want to be her best friend again. If you know, you're not so certain, certain mm-hmm. of what she's going to write about your family. Um, but Edwina hands down, I mean, she almost got married to a man that loved her sister. Yeah. And that would surely and, like, cheat on her with her sister. 
surely cheat on her and not love her ever. Yeah. And like, she just seems so young and naive. And then also like the whole, which a plot line that I didn't really understand was the whole thing about the dowry and the inheritance and the, Mm. yeah. And when I was listening to that one podcast, they were saying that she had to marry a man of nobility, but I thought it was just, she had to marry a white man. Oh no. I I thought that's how they were describing it. Oh no. I always, I always got that she had to marry someone very high up. Oh, okay. It's just weird. And, and that's, that's which, but I think that she could have married someone that like, she didn't have to marry Anthony. She could have married a man that was just as good in society. And there was as, no reason why she didn't need to be in on that. Like that was a lie where I was like, I hate yeah, shows I where, where people keep a secret. Where, yes. That could, that yeah. could help. Yeah. Yes. I agree that Kate should like not have not told her mom and her sister about that. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's just dumb. Um, that's why I don't like um, only murderers in the building, only murder in the building, whatever it's called with Selena Gomez. That's because the fact that Selena Gomez would not just freaking tell the two old guys that she knew the guy that died. I was getting angry. That's why I haven't even watched only murders in the building because you've said that and somebody else has said it too. I'm like, I don't. I got it. Yeah. I don't like when someone has a secret and just isn't telling people for no reason. Yeah. Um, but I understood that plot line, but I just like, it was just sucky of Kate to like, not think that her sister was old enough or mature enough to like understand it and that she was shielding. And I know they wanted to make a parallel between Kate and Anthony that they feel responsible for their families. They feel like they are the ones that have to take on the burden of taking care of their families. And so I understood it, but I was like, no, this is dumb. She would have told her mom and her sister, like, come on. Yeah. There was no reason for that lie. And the thing with the Eloise betrayal, I don't think that Penelope had to like cut that hard. Like that, like it didn't have to be that vicious of a story reported in order to, mm-hmm. um, in order to get like, the queen to not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was like a little rough, but yeah. it doesn't even hold a candle to almost getting married to somebody that your sister is in love with. And I think, I mean, yes, it's the sister's fault, but I think it's mostly Anthony's fault in my, in my personal opinion. I'm like, no, the man that proposed to her mm-hmm. when he loved just someone else in general was even worse than it was her sister but he loved another woman in general and even said out loud i will spend my entire marriage dreaming of you thinking of you and one day my honor will snap and i'm like yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't have proposed to her (laughs) okay now ranking the two best hunky speeches from bridgerton oh 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 are we com- so, to compare the I burn for you speech? Okay. From season okay, one. Which I have watched recently. I watched recently. Mm-hmm. This is how someone reacts when they burn for someone who does not feel the same as them. Mm-hmm. Versus. Why well, can't I even remember what he says? Like, there's nowhere that you could go that's far enough. Yes. Um, um, I will tell you. Again, personally, I will choose Anthony and Kate scenes between Duke and Daphne scenes every day. 
And when I'm getting hot, I'm getting hot. Just thinking about it. Okay, people, this is how good this season is, in my opinion. When he says to her, like, so he's doing the whole, you are the bane of my existence, but the object of all my desires. When he says the things that I could teach you, shivers like ran down my spine. I was like, whole Oh my gosh. Do you know how if many I, ways women could be seduced? Oh my gosh. I was I, like, I, I don't know what to do with these like, emotions. I was like, I don't know, but please, please, um, Anthony. <laughs> Season three. <laughs> Season three, I would like Dude. to know all the ways a woman could be DVD seduced. DVD bonus okay? extras. I'm so sorry. I'm a married woman with two and a half children. I do know all the ways, but you know what? I would like Jonathan Bailey to show me. <laughs> I hate to do this i have to do a quick timeout and report to you that bird a la mode sorry schmerch mouse mode this has nothing to do this has nothing to do with bridgerton this has everything to do with the our favorite influencer to follow. well i do need to cool down because honestly do thinking you, about that scene like your heart that, is so. racing do you even know how yeah. many ways a woman could be seduced um the things i can teach you bird a la mode posted an email that she allegedly got. Hi. Wait, do congr- I need to go to Instagram and say Hi, this? congratulations on making it to the next round of the casting process for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Please make Ew. sure to add blah, blah, blah to your Skype before your interview. Who's using Skype still? Also note this interview will be recorded. Please respond back to this email confirming that you are giving us permission to record you. Let us know if you have any questions. And she said, this is a receipt ew, for those who ew, don't ew. believe Ew, no, 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 no. This is when I like want to have a serious conversation with producers. Who would she even interact with? Because all they have to do is literally like they just have to search her for like 10 minutes and they will realize the hot mess that is Schmerd Alamode. And is it. Like, are they getting her for the chaos of it all or for, like, her vague Rachel Parcell connection? Where, like, if they wanted Rachel Parcell, they could get her. Does she have any connection to Lisa Barlow whatsoever? Because it does seem like Lisa is the one who, like, has a connection between all these people. And she seems like the one that kind of producers go to that say, like, mm-hmm. hey, who do you know? Um, so that would be really interesting. But no. That's it's a hard pass. Hard pass. I don't want I would it. be furious. I would be furious. And none of them. Okay, so I don't watch it. Like I just I see the clips and I follow the story in the news. Um mm-hmm. are any of them in her stage of life? Like, do any of them have young children? Whitney has her kids, I would say are like preteens. Okay. Um, and then you know, Lisa Barlow's sons, her youngest son is a preteen so yeah i would say the youngest well jen but she's not on the show anymore she had younger kids but like in in the sense of like what bird all mode has like five five kids six kids five kids the youngest is like very two. young kids very young kids um no one is in that stage of life anymore no and i like and no i one can't imagine her on a influencer trip. I can't imagine her on a trip. Oh, I don't functioning by herself. I know that sounds so I, mean, but like, 
And if they were going to no. get an, if they were trying to get an LDS influencer, somebody with 70% fake followers is not who they're trying to get. Like, yeah, like surely they didn't Google her, but also surely no one's doing any of their due diligence. Like no. if you, if you want a Mormon adjacent person with like a ton of followers or whatever, like legitimate Bravo, um, production team for Salt Lake. If you want um, a consultant, I can yes. speak to you. I will do it um, for free, for free. Literally, I'll I'll talk to you because Bird Alamode ain't it. I'm sorry, she ain't it. Like I just want to send them a screenshot of her social blade. How many of the TikTok Mormon moms do you think they've reached out to? Because I bet you they have reached out to every single one i was watching some um what's it called i was watching some tiktok moms today and i was just getting so pissed you know that they've they've reached out to chip girl you know that they've that probably Taylor reached Frankie out to the girl. two yeah the two that have like really long brown hair mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They've reached if they're they, reaching out to Bird All Mode, they're reaching out to them first. But who's really saying how are that many people saying no before they get to Bird? A lot, probably. I mean, the Parcells already have said they would all never. But they've all well, been because they're just out. holding like, off they have been they're holding off for their own show. They've been offered shows, so they claim that they've been offered shows for years. One, they were in pre-production for a Netflix one. Yes. Yes. I think, I personally think that show would be boring. Because I think that they are, like, as far as, like, influencer goes, I think they're, like, very normal. Like, yeah, they just have a lot of money and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But, like, to me, like, I don't even really follow any of them anymore because I wasn't being entertained, if you will. Um, But, and I think that, they're amazing like business people and what they've been able to do with blogs to Instagram to making actual money amazing really amazing but I don't think I wouldn't watch a show about them I I mean I would watch it but I if I didn't have any connection to them there'd be no interest like not connection like I don't know them but I mean like if I wasn't in this bubble like I'm LDS I've been following these influencers for forever I know all their mm-hmm. history, whatever. But if I was scrolling through Netflix looking for a new reality TV show, I would um like what are we gonna watch? Them like at their mom's house on a set for Sunday dinner? Like what are we gonna watch? I mean, what, I what, would sit down what's the drama. I would watch three hours in its entirety of her gingerbread making party. Oh, her gingerbread, gingerbread party. House. Oh, that that party actually give, is give me bomb. the director's cut. Tan France going in there judging all yes. of them. Yes, yes. I I don't want a single minute edited out. I I even want to be there for cleanup. Film the whole thing. But then it's like put on a Patreon. I'll pay it, seven bucks. Does it just turn into like a episode of the home edit where they're just talking about decorating and what they do with their money? You know what I mean? Yeah, I have not watched the home edit. I've watched a little bit of the um. Studio McGee, whatever they call their yeah, show. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, would it just kind of turn into that? Like, you're just watching Rachel Parcell decorate her house for every season? Is that like, what wow, we're watching? They went and they got soda. This is so interesting. Like, oh, what is she going to do with the 17 Christmas trees this year? You know? Like, yeah. what are, what what fall porch are we going to see? 
this year. Again, I'm very impressed by them, but I don't know if I would want to watch it on TV. I thought I would re- really enjoy the Studio McGee show. I didn't at all. Again, it hits a little too close to home. Yeah. Like it gets Mormon, a little Utah. nauseating where I'm like, yes. And, and it's just when they go on and they start talking about how they have these things because they worked hard. And it's just hardly ever that alone. You know, like I recognize hard work and people that work hard and stuff, but it's just like there's a lot of extra factors. Mm-hmm. A lot of other people that work hard but don't have um, soda fountains in their media room <laughs> in their basement. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, kudos, 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 kudos to yeah, all like, the I mean, enjoy it. Jealous of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But- I can just watch their, if I want to know what's going on in their life, I can just watch their Instagram. Yeah, like there is an easier way than producing an entire TV show. Yeah. Anyway, um, do we have any loose ends to tie up with uh, Bridgerton? Bridgerton, I'm just trying. Oh, just one last thing. Do you, how do you think Colin and Penelope can get into like a romantic need roles for a show i've been wondering that and i feel like that's something that they're gonna have to lay the groundwork on because i'm gonna need more because right now like colin doesn't deserve penelope at this point in time and how long i just we've now known them for two seasons and i see nothing nothing romantic between them except it feels like penelope just has this girl crush on colin like it feels like a little girl crush like oh i've known him my whole life he's the big brother of my friend but him saying oh i guess with her she is nothing but but a sister to me it's like how do you get back from that how are they how are they and where do spinning it around how do eloise and her find their way back together Mm -hmm. i don't i i almost feel like with colin and penelope it's gonna have to be another compromising situation thing like whether like the mom is trying to do some kind of fraud or something but also like that mom I'm done like I oh really because I actually really liked learning more about I liked how it worked in the Lady end Fellerton, but it's always I liked, a, I liked it <laughs> it's always so it. cold-hearted where I'm like oh I don't but to be fair like she got left yeah. Bellerington with no money, no nothing, and she has had to fend for herself and to- her girls this whole time. And then by the end, she was like, "Nobody, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna like con you into doing this con and scheme with me." Mm-hmm. But in the end, I'm gonna screw you over because I'm a mom and I have to take care of my daughters. Yeah, I was kind of I into don't it. <laughs> I did. Um, I was never clear on where that romance was really leading. I'm like. Was this it like real? A forbidden was it thing? Were they yeah. trying to con each other? I don't, know. I don't know. I agree. I was very, I never knew if he was being genuine or if he was being a con man the whole time. Yeah. And or he, if he didn't, actually wanted to run away with Lady Fellerington. And he didn't seem bad, bad until the end when they both got together yeah. and they were both doing the con. And they were both bad, bad. Yeah. And they were both bad, bad, bad. Anyway, I said this was going to be a short episode, but I lied. I lied. I lied. Well, I lied. Look, anyway, look, look. I'll probably force you to do another podcast about Bridgerton. Oh, real quick. Um, 
how do you feel about the prequel series that they're making about the queen? About the queen? I think it could be really interesting. I do love when we see the king mm-hmm. and when the queen is kind of taken off her um, high horse and she's like humbled when the king ever comes into the picture. So I do like that. And I like how sweet he talks about her. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that their love story was probably really, really sweet. And so I think I would enjoy it. So far, though, but like looking at their age difference, I'm like, they seem like they love each other. But I don't know if I'm going to love watching a young romance between her mm-hmm. and, and this an guy that's man. probably 30 years older than her. And I think because race plays a part in their romance, mm-hmm. we know that from season one. And the best part of Bridgerton is like, sometimes you just forget about it all. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, feels so inclusive and we never have to bring up race. And so when that becomes like a big part of their relationship, I wonder how that will change it. But, you know, because they got together, then everyone basically decided everyone was equal and it was great and now it doesn't matter who marries who when it always it throws me off too when they i mean this season other than what i thought because i had thought that they wanted her to marry a white man like i thought that that's what the whole con was with kate and the the family that was gonna do the yeah that's so interesting you thought of that i thought that that's what they were meaning like like i thought that that's literally like what i heard like, yeah, because like, she's Indian, she needed to marry a white man. Like, yeah, like, I thought that what they were inferring was that they needed to blend. Oh, that's so somehow. interesting. I never, and I remember thinking, I I'm never like, even thought that. I just don't feel like they're, if they're going to do the colorblind casting and just mix these worlds and stuff, like, completely and never, ever talk about race, and I want them to, that to be the lane that they talk about. Like, that, I want that to be the lane that they stay in. You know, like, if, yeah see I never I don't I don't think that they were talking about a white man they were just talking about a guy with money like that makes me feel that makes me feel better and I I promise everybody that I don't only just think of nobility or whatever as like white men I thought that they like literally said it had to be we are in Regency yeah (laughs) but I I don't think I especially don't think with how Bridgerton is such an inclusive cast that they would have brought that in I don't well, because when I mean, it happened, just it meant- like took me out of it. I was like, why? If you're going to do this colorblind casting and say like this is a world exactly. where we've already moved past all of this and and everything, then I just want it to stay there because we're never going to talk about it long enough to resolve mm-hmm. those issues if we're going to bring them up. Because that's a different show entirely. Anyway, I don't know, but everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the I Just Want to Tap podcast. Taylor, thank you so much for coming. I am so glad. That you did this especially because nobody in our group chat seems as hype about this as we are oh my gosh I, so um listeners that is why i forced mary to do this podcast because and have me on today because i i keep bringing it up in our friend group chat that we have and people are not responding how i want them to respond and so finally i was like mary i'm gonna need a platform here yeah i'm gonna need your podcast it, it is making me mad but anyway <laughs> everybody thank you so much for listening today um, you can find us on TikTok at I just want to chat podcast, and you can find us on Instagram at, at I just want to chat podcast. And we will see you next week, probably, hopefully. I assume in the next week we're going to get a Chris Rock statement. I think, yeah, 
I think I mean, it's he time. hasn't made one this long. Do you, maybe he like just really doesn't care about making one. Like I just so the Will Smith disciplinary hearing is happening next week. And but did, did we really even care about that? Like at this point, I'm like over it. I'm I'm like, I don't care how I, he's disciplined. It's I not gonna think, mean anything. Like, what are they gonna do to him? Well, like I'm just hoping that they're not going to take the Oscar. Like, I think that that would be so stupid. And I'm not team Will will. Smith in this whole thing whatsoever. But I'm like, he already resigned from the Academy. So if they're not, if whatever discipline like they're doing, what's it for? I don't think that they will take the Oscar. Many, many people that have done many, many worse things have Oscars. I do agree, and that's why I'm (laughs) hoping that they don't don't do it. I don't think they would because that would make them look dumb that he was allowed to accept it well and it just sounds like a very and it's a horrible precedent to set to set stuff too like i feel like accountability shouldn't have anything to do with oscars like retroactively like i don't think like we're gonna give consequences to this person by taking away their oscars like i just think we could just handle accountability in different ways like taking away awards is nothing but for show like it's just for show and like i don't need like i don't need to see harvey weinstein's oscars ripped away from himself because we know that he won them back in the day right i think it's a total pr stunt doing this whole disciplinary action like action thing anyway i think the academy is like look we gotta show the people that we care and do do something i just think i think once we hear from jada and chris then it's just over you know, like those are like the two holdouts. We haven't heard from either of them. And I keep wondering, like, in what venue is Jada going to address everybody? Because I think it could only be on the Red Table Talk. Well, that's like, she has would, her own show. That's what she I would say. Show. Why would she not, like, obviously but, use that for ratings? But I don't think. I think from a. Um, I hate to say, like, from a PR perspective, like, I hate it when anybody says that because I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about most of the time. But truly from, like, a PR perspective that I don't have because I don't work in PR, her airing out whatever she needs to air out on her own show probably, like, just wouldn't play out well. I'm See, sure- I disagree. I think she would say, I have a platform and it's my show. But I think I think it would be a missed opportunity to not use her show. See, like I think somebody, unless she did it on some, her own Instagram. Like I think someone needs to mediate the conversation. That's not her. Like, like I want to hear her and Will sit down with like Oprah. I want to, yeah. Like I want to hear somebody else mediate it. I, I don't think want a big person like Oprah would be the only person to do yeah. that. Which like, like I don't Oprah want do to hear. Jada's I'm going to take Will to task now we're going to talk it out and stuff because then those are only going to be like Jada's her point of view her talking points whatever which I do want to hear I want to hear her point of view on everything but I don't want her to be in charge of that conversation I think I want someone else to be in charge of the conversation I think Jada didn't do anything wrong because Jada was the one that didn't do anything wrong and was the one being made fun of and so to only hear from her I think would be okay it wasn't a fight between her and someone else where they both did wrong things. Jada was just like a bystander where a joke was told and then her husband decided to yeah. believe that it was best to defend her honor in that way. And so I think her talking about it 
but still I just, just think like that her point of view is like fine I just and she's just too close to it because that is her husband like I just think whenever I hear any of them talk like and I don't want Chris to just really even come out himself either like if it's if it's going to be some kind of like tell-all thing I want someone else asking him questions someone else see, I don't see Chris Rock doing that though I don't see Chris Rock agreeing to like a mediated conversation. I uh, see Chris not Rock mediated being conversation like, no, nah, man, like, it's, it is what it is. I'm just going to keep doing me. Like he's on tour right now. He, you know, I feel like, like there's this gotta be really, truly just Oprah. I can't think of anybody else. And I'm sure she's probably has already been contacted in some shape or form. Oh, there's been but, an own meaning about yeah. this. Like, do we because, do this? Do we not? I don't want Jada leading any conversation with Will about this. Like if I, the first time we hear from Will, I don't want it to be on red table talk. I need it to be somewhere. I don't think we would hear from Will on on red table talk. I think we would only hear from Jada on red table talk. Like her. Also, I feel like Jada, although she didn't do anything wrong, can act as like a mouthpiece for, well, long story short, I don't want it to happen on red table talk. I want red table talk to continue Mm. and be successful and I want to watch many more Red Table Talks. I have rewatched the Olivia Jade one more than I should admit. It's a very, very good show. <laughs> but yes. but I, for the, the public healing that mm-hmm. Jada has called for or whatever, like now the healing begins. I don't think it begins on right. something where, that they own. That That is a, a Smith family production. Hmm. I don't know. It'd be interesting. But also, what's real anymore, anyway? Like, if they go on Oprah and stuff, what's the questions will be pre approved? Everything will be. And I just like, is this a big deal enough? Like, is this a big deal enough? I, I understand both sides. And I'm not, I don't think I'm a good person to even speak on the matter, being like just a regular white girl. But like, I don't are we all done do we all do we all need like an Oprah sit down like was this that big of a deal I I think so I really think so like I'm with I think I'm I'm with all the people that are like I don't want to have to talk on this anymore (laughs) all the celebrities I want to hear you don't need my opinion I think that they're all very um like you're not getting me next, uh, uh-uh. uh. Like when Daniel Radcliffe like was the first one to yeah, say he, like, yeah, like, he was like, don't talk to me about it. My opinion, because yeah, like any famous person, they shouldn't talk about it because no. there's no right answer. Like literally, no matter whose side you're on, it's there are ways to see both sides of it, one more so than the other, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like being a public figure and coming out and talking about it would be not a great uh, no one's gonna win no one's gonna win but i do want to hear just one more clickbait article that you would have to be a part of and as a celebrity they're like nope well did you see all the zoe kravitz stuff Uh uh-uh what'd zoe say oh zoe came out and was like that was ridiculous right well, so Zoe Kravitz, she posted her Oscars outfits like the day after. And oh, she, yeah. She, she was, was like, like, apparently at a ceremony where we apparently attack people now. Oh, yeah. I, this was the outfit I wore when. And people yeah, yeah, were yeah, yeah. vicious. 
I thought it was funny. Insane. Like, I, I thought, I thought like, it was how she, like, said it. Yeah. It was, like, she's saying her opinion. No, people that were was wrong. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. She was trending for three days of just the people being, like, ripping her apart. And I'm, like, Zoe Kravitz, the coolest girl in the world, other than the Rihanna. The, the, second, the second coolest girl in the world, other than Rihanna. We're not liking her anymore. I can't I keep thought up. she did it in a very, like, okay, people are going to want my opinion, so here it is, but yeah. in a way where I'm not, like, saying Will Smith is a bad guy, but, well, apparently we are um, at award ceremonies where we can just hit people now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I expect a Chris Rock thing in the next week, and we will talk about it next week on the podcast. Taylor, thank you for coming on. Love you more than anybody. You are you. the... Um, why can't I remember the the quote? What does he say before the object of all my desires? The bane of my existence. You are the, the object. You're <laughs> I just want to say bane I'm of waiting, my existence. I'm waiting for my husband to tell me that I'm the bane of his existence, but the object of all his desires. I thought you were about so. to say I'm waiting to see what you will Photoshop <laughs> us into tomorrow for. <gasps> I am also picture. waiting. And if you please, 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 please Photoshop me as Simone Ashley. Thank you. You're welcome. I she's the hottest I'm, person I've ever seen. I'm thinking it will probably be a Eloise and Penelope situation, but I'll see what I can okay, gather fine. up. Anyway, Just don't make me Edwina, okay? I I promise don't do that you. To me. Don't do that I to promise me. you it won't just be like me and Anthony at the altar. No, <laughs> I would be so pissed at you. <laughs> anyway, all right. Thank you everybody for listening. We will see you next week.